It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, and welcome to the Utah Puck Report. I'm your host, Jay Stevens. I've got awesome guests today. Today's going to be a lot of hockey banter. Uh, we've got Daniel Brickley. Uh, lot of, uh, a lot of big deal made about Daniel over the last couple of years here, and he goes from NCAA right to the NHL, gets a couple games in. He's in the LA Kings system. And then we have Ben Wilner. As I said last week, uh, there's man's man, and then, there is a, uh, then there's the men's league, men's league. And, and you are the... You're the you're gonna be my poster boy for men's league. Is that all right with you, Ben? No, I'm in. All right. Hey, Daniel, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jay. So uh, I just want to start uh, background, get a little background history on you, and let's talk about um, growing up. I mean, obviously, you come from a long line of hockey players, and I've talked to your dad. Your dad was our first guest on the show. Yeah, yeah, and, I saw that. Yeah, it was a great episode. I was. Uh, it's just one of those things. Your dad was actually one of the reasons we decided to make the episodes longer because the stories he has to tell are what we need to hear because he's had such yeah, a sure. such a great time. So tell me about your first memories of hockey. Oh, first memories. I uh, funny you asked that. It was not too long ago. My mom sent me a picture uh, at the Cotton Bottom, and it's me, my dad, and my sister. This is probably like my my first real good memory of me skating, starting into hockey. Um, growing up, obviously hockey wasn't like the biggest in, in Utah by any means, and you could go any rink and find ice. And back then, you'd, you'd have the whole ice sheet to yourself. And so my dad, growing up, I was only you know 10 minutes away from Common Heights Hockey Rink, and the picture my mom had sent me was uh, me and my sister out on uh, – on the ice, and my dad had set up like a obstacle course with the cones, uh, with sticks. We had like slide under on our stomachs, or you know, <laughs> jump over them. And in the photo, it's it's me doing a turn around a a cone, and my sister in the background. I, I think she's crying, to be honest. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> sounds but no, about I think right. that's like my first. Uh, I think that was like my first hockey memory that I can remember. Like, not, and I lived for that. My dad would take me out. I was always anxious to go out. And, Get new obstacles to go through. Try to be like last last time I was out there. You know, like my dad would time us or do something. Try to make it fun for us. You know. Do you have any you idea know? how old you were when all this was going on? Like when this started? Oh, uh, four, five. Wow, somewhere in there. Three, That's four, awesome. Five. I was young. Yeah, you've got to have a, a lot of uh, amazing memories like that. That's one of the coolest things uh, about your dad working at the rink is you could just, you know, whenever there was dead ice, you could be on it. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And I was constantly badgering my dad about it i was like hey can we go get ice is there ice you know is there drop in is there you know whatever it might be like i'd much rather be doing that than doing you know my spelling test and vocab <laughs> so but yeah did that uh did that carry on to your your college career as well how was <laughs> how were you a good student when you were in high school and college 
Uh, yeah, I mean, high school. My senior year, I had what did what did they call it? Uh, I had a free period almost. Oh, okay. Like, uh, what do they call those now? Teachers' assistants. Okay. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so I have those, and my teachers were pretty cool. Not naming names by any means, but they'd be cool and be like, "Hey, like, do you need anything today?" And they'd be like, "No, you can go get lunch or something." Or nice. And so, like, <laughs> I would leave. And I'd go to, like, the hockey rink during high school. Yeah. I knew, like, Murray would have these drop-ins at, like, you know, 11 o'clock or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I know about those. Yeah. And I'd go to those. <laughs> no high school kids would be there, but, like, I just wanted to go out there. So I'd know, like, my days of the week when I'd have those classes. And I'd go and skate and, you know, whatever. And that was that. And then, uh, but, no, I, I was a good student, though, for the most part. Uh, I don't think I was too focused on school, right. well, I should you- say, in high school. But... Uh, when I got to college, it was a, that was a new ball game. Uh, uh, NCAA rules, you had to make a certain GPA to be able to, eligible to play. And then my coach at college, Mike Hastings, was uh, pretty strict about our grades. Uh, I think NCAA is 2.0 to uh, to play, or maybe it's a 2.5, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's 2.0. Um, but Mike Hastings wanted uh, the entire team above a 3.0. Perfect. If you weren't above a 3.0, you couldn't play. His rules, not the NCAA. Right, that's good to hear. You don't hear that a lot. Um, you, I seem to hear it more and more in hockey than anywhere else. Um, yeah. All right, so let's sure. let's jump back a little bit, though. I don't I don't want to skip right through through everything. Um, tell us about some of the youth teams that you played for here. Do you remember the first travel team you played for, or even the first team? The first team, the uh, yeah, it was uh, I'm trying to think of the name. It was just like. I want to say they were like the Ducks or something. It was like some might team. Right. Uh, my dad helped coach. Uh, but I only played one season of might and then went to Squirts, and that was when I got my first travel uh, team, and I was with the Utah Grizzlies. Um, I was with uh, Daryl Olson, also known as Oli. Yeah. Uh, I was on a team with like his son Dalton, his older son, our oldest son Dylan. Uh, a few of those guys, and I, that was my first experience of being on a travel team. It was, it was the Utah Grizzlies, like I said. And so, yeah. I've known you for a long time, and um, I mean, you've came to my camp forever. I mean, I, I ran that camp for eighteen years. I think you were there as a student for like the first ten or twelve years, and uh, then a counselor, obviously, after that. But uh, I know that there were times that you. As growing up, maybe you weren't making all the top-tier teams here. Do you have specific memories of when that started or, or or trying out for a team and not making it and how you dealt with it? Well, I'm going to kind of argue this on uh, with you. Uh, I've never, <laughs> never, never not made the, any team in Utah. Okay. Um, but at the time, I, I might have not been, you know, the best. Um, and I, I, I went through... A different route. I mean, guys, you know, boys growing up, they hit puberty at what, you know, 12, 13 years old. Right. Or, I mean, 12, 13, 14, 15, whatever it is. Uh, I hit puberty pretty late. Uh, I think that that goes for uh, my hockey development as well. I didn't, I didn't really grow into the player I was until I was 18, 19, going into college. And when some guys were, you know, peaking at 
Bantams or going into their U16 year or whatever. Um, but no, it was it was tough. I mean, it wasn't ever it was never easy making any team. Um, I think coaches might have seen something I had, but you knowing me, I wasn't I wasn't in the greatest shape. <laughs> uh, I, I like my double cheeseburgers at McDonald's. And right, right. Game, but uh, when all that that had changed pretty quick. Once, so, uh, what? How old were McDonald's. you? Like, when was the growth spurt? When did you go from, you know, the pudgy, uh, however you want to say it? How, how did you? That, when did you? When did that change for you? At eighteen? Uh, yeah, I was eighteen. Uh, oh, maybe nineteen. I don't know. Uh, eighteen or nineteen. I I went to go play juniors. And I was five nine and a half, five ten, going to juniors at two hundred and thirty five pounds. And you could call that a bowling ball. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I had hit puberty. You know, I started to change, whatever, physically and mentally. And uh, I remember coming home from Christmas break, coming home to see my family, and I was a completely different guy. Like I, I left there, like I said, five ten, two hundred and thirty pounds, and I came home at like six one almost six foot six one two oh five and completely different different yeah. guy and uh and it helped me in the obviously the long run uh leaned out fit into my uh hockey body a little better and you know i started working out eating a lot better and and i gave credit to uh my coach at the time uh sean anderson he he kind of put me on the right path I remember him sitting me down actually and telling me, you know, Rick, you have you have the tools, but it's up to you. You know, if you want to get better, go to the next stage. You know, whatever it might be, you got to start doing. You know, working out, eating right, doing all the little things uh, a lot better. And I listened to him, and you know, here I am today. That's interesting. It's um, I ask guys a lot of times. Uh, I ask them when when did you know that you were going to be able to go to the next level. Um, I want this is going to be a two part question for you because one, uh, where did you play juniors and was that the first junior team you tried out for? I already know the answers to those, but I want to hear them from you. And then two, yeah. at what point did it? What point did you start realizing that you could possibly go next level? I'm going to answer this backwards. Okay. Um, I knew right when I was born. I was no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, um, no. So my first. Humble brag. Was, yeah, not a big deal. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, I was actually, so I went in, uh, let's see, it was my 18 year. I was playing for the Utah Regulators. I was injured. I uh, broke my leg. I, I didn't play that season and kind of stuck in the mud. Me and my dad like had multiple conversations like, hey, what are we doing? My dad, my dad sat me down once and I remember this. He's like, do you really want to play hockey? Do you want to pursue this? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah. I want to do everything I can to, you know, go as far as I can. And at the time, my dream was to go play uh, D1 hockey. And uh, so I was in. I was looking for, you know, somewhere to go try out, like uh, North American League or USHL and, or whatever. And, uh, David Higgs, owner who I played with uh, growing up, he he told me that there was this prospects showcase thing going on up in uh ottawa so me and my dad got on the plane and flew up there and uh had a few offers from from some teams up there and i went and played my first year junior at in hawkesbury and that's where that 
coach, his name's Sean Anderson, who got me in line and told me to start eating better, that guy. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it was probably going into that junior season uh, that I knew I had a chance to go play college hockey. I had a few few interests for some college teams, and and every, every single uh, college team said the exact same thing to me was uh, – Hey, you have you have all the tools. You think the game really well. Good shot, but it's your body, and you're like, like how how in shape you are. Like, I was not in any hockey shape at the time, and and so going back to it, that's where my coach stepped in and sat me down and said, "Hey, you got to start better working out. You know, practicing mm-hmm. a lot harder. You know, you hear it all the time. People say practice how you play, and that's that's huge. You know, well, people hear it, and it, they might just blow that." over that but yeah but that's such a huge transition to make so i remember your dad coming to me it's probably the same time he had the conversation with you and saying hey um daniel really wants to he really wants to keep going and what can you do to help him and i don't know if you remember this but my only option at the time was a friend of mine has he owns a team and i was going to send you to an na tryout and your your dad was like i don't know if this is the best thing for him is this just a favor to you is this just a camp where they make money and i'm like I, it doesn't matter i mean we're just trying to get him somewhere and then i didn't know what happened we kind of lost you for a year i i lost you for a year i didn't know what had happened so i was really surprised when you came back from juniors i i just thought you went and played some you know like manitoba juniors or something like a lot of us utah kids end up doing and then to hear that you came back and then to see you at 18 to make those transitions. Like it's easy when you're 13 or 14 and somebody says, hey, you got to eat better and you got you to work out to maybe make that transition. But for you to do that at that age when you've already developed these habits, it's pretty impressive, man. I got to tell you, it's uh, – I actually kind of saw the same thing with you, Ben. Like you were already 18. You, you, I didn't think you worked out that much. And then uh, you can actually talk right into the microphone there. <laughs> so it just seemed like it's really impressive. And I, I hope that the kids that listen to this podcast realize that at whatever age they're at right now, that you guys made the changes. And, and Daniel, man, so you go from whatever, you're 5'9", 235, uh, and now all of a sudden you're one plus 205, and you're talking to colleges. Now you've got your second year juniors coming up. Now do you make the jump to the NA? Is this when you end up? Yeah, so that was actually a pretty hectic time for me because uh, I came off a really good season. Uh, it was my first year junior up in Hawkesbury, like I said. I had put up good numbers. Uh, I was running the power play, penalty kill, whatever. Good spot, great billets, whatever. I had my heart set on going back. And Scott Langer with uh who was the head coach at the time for Topeka Roadrunners. He calls me and introduces himself, you know, does a little spiel and says, We're thinking about uh drafting you. Do you have any any interest in coming to uh the North American Hockey League? And me being me at the time I, I was you know, if anyone knows me or at least back in the day, I was, I was a pretty shy kid and I had no idea what to say to this guy and uh I was like, yeah, let me talk to my dad, whatever. So I called my dad, and we had no idea what we were doing. And we are like, do we do it? Do we do it not? You know, whatever. And uh, finally, Scott gave us a call and said, all right, it's coming down to the draft day. Uh, if we draft you, will you at least come out to our Chicago camp? 
and I was like, okay, you know, free ice, whatever. Uh, so I ended up getting drafted uh, pretty high. Uh, go to Chicago's camp, and I absolutely love it. Loved, loved the guys there. They took me in under their wing immediately. Uh, and, you know, they, they wowed me pretty much, and, and that's when uh, I was like, Dad, I want, I want to go play in the, in the States and go play in the North American Hockey League. You know, close well, to you guys. What was uh, the holdup before? What league were you in? Uh, the CCHL. So was the holdup just loyalty to that coach, or I mean, because obviously the NA is a big, that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know what? Looking back at it, uh, it was more I think of uh, the fear of you know I was I was in such a great great position. Coach liked me playing power play peak you know all all positions pretty much uh, I was like their go-to defensing type guy and uh, I think it was the fear of me maybe changing teams and then you know being going from a you know their number one defenseman to a four five six seven defenseman who might not even play you know and yeah. I think that was in my head uh, so maybe a little bit of confidence yeah exactly and so it was uh, it was nerve-wracking to to tell my coach at the time up in Hawkesbury, be like, hey, I'm going here, uh, kind of like, see you never type thing. Kind of left him hanging out to dry. Well, what yeah. it, most coaches support that, though, a little bit, right? Like, if uh, he, he didn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. He, when we had to make the call, well, I didn't. I was too scared to make the call. I was, I made my dad do it. Uh, I was on the call, but he was not happy that my dad said, uh, he wanted he wanted us like like we didn't pay for anything except for billet. Right. He wanted us. He was trying to get us to like reimburse him. All these, yeah, I don't know all this stuff. I I don't know the details to be exact, but uh, he he just wasn't happy. I think he just didn't want me to leave. Yeah, well, that makes sense. I get that, but we also, I mean, coaches are in the business of promoting their youth, right? You're there to help help your kid get to the next level. I know a lot of coaches lose that. Yeah, and. You know, at the end of the day, he he did tell me he called me separately from my parents and whatever, and just said, "Hey, just want to wish you uh, the best. Hope our paths cross. You know, something along those lines." And I said, "Thanks for everything you did," and, and I went to Topeka, and that's where things really started to uh, boil up from there. It was, uh, right. it was it was nuts going to Topeka. So you play one season at Topeka, right? Yeah. And uh, and the funny thing, you know this, right? That uh, we have your father on the podcast, and I, it wasn't a billet. I think it was somebody from Topeka just happened to listen to the podcast that knew me from way back in my North Dakota days. Did you? Did your parents no, tell I, you about this? I, I didn't know that. Oh, ah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Anyway, uh, just a small world. That's what I'm getting at. So you play <laughs> oh, the once yeah. you play one season in, in Topeka, and how many schools are at, at your door now? Uh. Well, put it this way, it was, uh, I think it was a right place, right time for me type thing. Uh, I came in immediately, their top defenseman. Uh, you know, I, I played all, all aspects of the game, special teams, five on five, whatever. And we had this goalie there. His name was Matej Tomek. And he was supposed to go real high in the NHL draft. Uh, and we went to this, uh, Blaine showcase at the Nall or the North American Hockey League hosts, uh, went there and he, he did, 
I want to say he had four or three out of the four games he had a shutout. And I put up good numbers. I had like, I don't know how many points or whatever, but I had a good weekend. It always yeah, helps the plus minus when the goalie's throwing shutouts, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, after that weekend, I probably had 30 Division One teams talking to me. Really? And I was, talk about a kid not knowing what to do. I, had, I didn't have an agent. My parents don't know what to do. All I could lean on was my coach, and he, my coach finally, I remember him bringing me into his office and saying, Bricks, this is way too much for me. Like, you got to go get an agent. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, aren't agents for, like, NHL guys? Like, that's what I'm thinking at the time. And I'm like, okay, you know. And so he he recommends me to some uh, family advisor, and we get him, and he he helps us start sorting things out. And uh, finally, it was, I don't know how many college teams had called, and it was coming down to the NLI, and uh, national letter intent for those who don't know. That's when you have to sign. Um, Is that a humble brag too? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Not a big deal. We had to narrow down all these teams, and my agent said, just out of respect, you got to call the, the colleges and tell them, yes, you're coming, or no, you're not coming. And obviously you can only pick one. And so I had to make – so my agent did probably like 15 teams, let them off the – like, say like, yeah, Daniel's not going to be coming here. Thanks for your time, whatever. Uh, and I had to call uh, probably another 10, wow. uh, give or take. And then it was down to, like, five teams. Uh, I had, let's see, it was UMass Lowell, uh, North Dakota, uh, Western Michigan, Mankato, and Bemidji. So I had to give four calls of those, those you know, not just any Joe Schmo. Right. Big you programs, know, yeah. All these teams, you know, programs. They all have deep history and nervous kid going in just to talk to them. And she's like, hey, like, I'm not coming to you guys. Like, it was pretty hectic. And I ended up making a choice to go to Mankato and never regretted it since. I mean, it was the best time going what, to Mankato. What was the deciding factor there? Uh, a few things. Uh, there was. One was uh, scholarship, so all of them had offered me a full ride scholarship, except UMass Lowell, who said they, the guy who I talked to, the scout for the UMass Lowell, said, "Yeah, we'll give you full ride," but the scout doesn't give the full ride, so we never actually got an offer from uh, UMass Lowell, so that kind of kicked them out. Um, and the other ones are just kind of how you felt, you know, the gut feeling, right. You know, got a feel for the guys, the coaches, you know, whatever. I just felt Mankato was the spot for me. It felt right. And Did you go into college with the intention of coming out as a professional hockey player, or were you looking at a particular major? Uh, both. I, uh, while playing in Topeka, I, I had a couple, I don't know, like, 10 NHL teams approached me while playing in Topeka. So I knew I, there was a, a possibility I might be able to sign pro or, you know, do something. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't think I'd leave school early uh, by any means. Um, but I wanted to go into uh, aviation. I wanted to be a pilot if hockey didn't work out. And Mankato is one of the reasons why I picked Mankato was their aviation program is 
second to none behind North Dakota. I was going to say, North, <laughs> North Dakota's the best. And, uh, but yeah, when I went there and I like went to go sign up for my classes and my coach had never had a hockey player want to be a, a pilot and didn't know how much time and money it cost. Uh, he kind of shut me down uh, and said, Bricks, like, you're, you're just not going to have the time to play hockey and do aviation. Um, oh, I never thought about that part. And, you know, anyone who's trying to be a pilot, it's pretty expensive. Uh, so they were trying to tell me some stat, like, it costs about a hundred grand to get your uh, pilot's license. Some, something like I don't know if that's true or not, but obviously I don't have my pilot's license. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but and then all all the flying time, airtime, whatever right. simulators. I, there was just no way I was going to be able to uh, pull hockey and be a pilot. So I switched to sport management, just so you know, maybe one day when I'm done with hockey, become a coach or stay on stay on the hockey side of things. Yeah. Right. It's a natural fit, right? Yeah. Exactly. All right, so we're going to jump a little bit here, and I just want to go to um, one. I want to talk about it's it's uh, was it the World Cup? What did you play in with Team USA? Uh, the World Championships. World Championships. And tell me about just realizing that that was going to be a, a possibility, and then what was it like to be there and play with those guys? You know what? I had absolutely no idea I was even in the running for it. I was. I remember the day. Uh, I was walking into the rink. We had practice, had practice. I'm getting my stuff on him in the dry stall, and my assistant coach comes into me or comes over to me and says, "Bricks, Hasty wants to see you." And I'm thinking, "Oh boy, here we go." You know what did I do? <laughs> yeah. You know? And uh, I'm walking upstairs into his office, and uh, I'm walking down his hallway. And our hockey operations guy, his name's Kevin. He uh, he yelled down. Down the office, said, uh, Ricks is coming. And I heard like these things drop, chair get up, you know, like all this noise. And all I hear, not a lot of swear on this, he just said, effing rights, Bricks. <laughs> and uh, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, whatever. And he comes up, like, gives me a hug. He's like, Bricks, you made the team. And I'm still like, what team? Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. He's like, you're going to uh, Germany to play for Team USA at the World Championships. And I just, I remember just standing there. I was just like, what? He's like, yeah, you leave in, you know, however many days and or weeks. And I was stunned. I was like, seriously? Like, blah, blah, blah. And, and huh. it was awesome. I That was that was an un- unbelievable time going over there. We, went to, we flew to Milan first, had an exhibition game against Italy. And then we flew from Milan over to Cologne, Germany. And it was crazy. I was playing with NHL All Stars. Yeah. Uh, I remember the first guy I ran into was uh, Victor Hedman. Wow, man, he's huge. Tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah. I remember walking up to him and like we we got in the same elevator. That was my first interaction with him. He looked at me and he's like, "Hey, I'm Victor, or whatever." Because we had like our Team USA stuff on, and I'm like, "Hi, I'm Daniel." And all he said was, "Yeah, I know who you are." Oh, and I was wow. like, nope. "What?" Like, how do you know who I am? <laughs> I was just like, okay, like, nice, nice to meet you, man. Like, I, I was like speechless. I had no, no, no words for him. Like, I standing like some college peasant kid standing in front of this NHL <laughs> star. I'm like, 
Ditka just sitting there awkwardly waiting for my floor. I'm, I'm on, like, the top floor or whatever, and each floor is getting, like, hit because there's a group of guys in here, and it's just so awkward, and I was just like, all right, get in the office. Get me off this elevator so it's not awkward. But Did you get a lot of playing no, time in the, uh, in the exhibition games? Say that again? Did you get a lot of playing time in the exhibition games? Yeah. Yeah, I played... Uh, Played quite a bit, a little power play, penalty kill. Uh, played the first five games, and then uh, when teams were kicked out of playoff spot in the NHL, they brought over more guys, more defensemen. Brought over Charlie McAvoy and uh, Brady Shea, and that kind of bumped me out of the lineup. But it's still an awesome time. Yeah, I remember watching those, and I knew I, you could see it on the on ESPN or whatever. They'd start talking about who was going over, and it, you knew that it was going to. Maybe be at the cost of your ice time, but it was still amazing that you were there. And you know, obviously, all of us here were just completely supporting you. Who was your uh, Who was your D partner? Did, did you keep one during the game, or did they keep rotating you through? I played with two guys. It was uh, Danny DeKaiser and Jacob Truba. Wow, that's uh, that's pretty amazing, man. That's just such a that's such a cool cool story. And uh, and then you then you make it uh, out of nowhere, not out of nowhere. Now everybody knows who you are, and now there's the the Daniel Brick, Brickley uh, lottery, basically. And uh, it's just amazing to me. Now you had all these colleges to pick from. Now you have 26 NHL teams offer you right off. Is that true? Off of what? Well, right right out of college. You were offered 20 was – that, was it 26 teams that offered you deals? Uh, it was every team. Oh, my bad. Thirty. So you had so thirty teams offer you deals. Yeah, and uh, you go on a tour, and uh, this has got to be like the most amazing thing. I mean, you 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 played at Skyline High, and it looked like that was going to be the end of the road. And now you have every team in the NHL saying, "Hey, come play here. We're going to pay you money to come play for us and put on this NHL sweater." I don't even know where you begin to narrow that down. I would just. I think I would just shut down at that point. How do you figure that part out? Is that where the agent comes in again? And oh, yeah. I got a second question on that too. What I wanted to ask you, you say that you and your dad didn't know, like with the college stuff, but you have an uncle that's been down the road before. Is there a time that you reach out and talk to your uncle, who's a Boston Bruins legend? Like, hey, can you throw me some advice? Uh, I never called my uncle. Uh, I'm sure my dad did. Uh, and he just passed along the words to me, but uh, I never spoke to him about what to do or whatever. Uh, but like I said, my dad, I'm sure he did. And but no, it was it was crazy. It was but like you said, I, I had an agent finally uh, help me out, sort things out, you know. And it goes in. Like, I don't know how much kids who play hockey really put thought into. You know where a kid wants to go play. You know kids are like, "Oh, I, I'd go play for you know X amount of money." Like that's like so minimal on what really goes on behind the scenes. Like you have to look at depth charts. You have to look at who's doing good, how, what their contracts are like, uh, their cap hit, their you know how how many more years they have on their uh, on their contract. Uh, are they a team that's rebuilding, or are they a winning team? You know, original original six team, whatever. There's so many details that go into it. And I had no idea, and thank God for my agent. Uh, he helped me out quite a bit, and 
just from just a few of those things I'd said, it narrowed down from all the teams about half real quick. It was in about a day. And Well, ESPN uh, reported that you, that you ruled out the Canadian teams right away. Is that true? You know, I don't know how the, I remember seeing that. I don't know how uh, how they got wind of it. Uh, I know Darren Dredger. I don't know his name. Dredger. Dredger. Yeah, close he, enough. Uh, <laughs> heard it both ways. He's in the loop with most free agents or guys who are signing. You know, stuff like that. And I don't know if it's uh, the agency kind of leaking it to him or what. But I wasn't. At the start, I was not opposed to Canadian team. I, I honestly just wanted to sign and play. Like, who, like what? What kid doesn't want to get paid to play the sport they love? Right, you know? right, uh, absolutely. So I don't know how that rumor came about, but eventually that's what happened. But it wasn't right away. Um, but yeah, I mean, so you ultimately it happened. It, you go on tour. You you get to pick from a couple teams. Uh, you narrow it down, and then ultimately, as we all know, you pick the LA Kings. And I think uh, talking to your dad, Luke Robotai, had had a ton to do with you know your comfort level there. Uh, did Trevor being there play a part of that? Uh, you can say, you can say no and not offend him because he because yeah. he probably won't listen. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> not a huge not a huge part. Uh, it was it was a part being that yeah we know each other and. You know, family, friends, stuff like that. But at yeah. you know, the end of the day, it's my it's my career and right. where I'm going to fit best. And but I mean, we're on the same team now, so I mean, yeah, that's pretty amazing. And uh, part of that too, and I, I just want to throw this in. I, I'm not trying to pump my own tire, humble brag here, but your your dad showed us the picture, and uh, do you know what I'm talking about from tre- uh, from Trevor? Trevor, yeah, yeah, I, yeah that was at your camp. Yeah, at my camp, I used to uh, totally illegally make pictures of Trevor, and then ha- then have him sign them for all the kids that were at camp. And when yeah. Trevor was a counselor at my camp, and you were a student at my camp, he signed a card to you, and on the back of it said, "Meet me in the NHL." Right? Yeah, that's unbelievable. That is so, cool. <laughs> that is so cool. I'm glad I have like I have zero part in it, actually of anything of you guys doing anything, but at least I provided that part. Yeah. So I just I think that's such a cool story, and then obviously we've talked about it here on the program a few times. You guys get to play here in, in Salt Lake together. Uh, you're in the starting lineup. Um, that's that's just a pretty amazing night. And we know we know the stuff your dad's going through with his cancer. And uh, obviously, like I've said before, we're we're all pulling for him and praying for him. But uh, tell us just a little bit about how much that night meant to you and. Uh, are there any crazy stories from that night playing at Vivint Arena? Um, that night was uh, pretty surreal. I never thought in a million years I'd be playing a professional hockey game in front of uh, my own hometown, friends, family. And it was a special night for sure, uh, especially for uh, Louie as well. He, I don't know, you know, he. I guess he played in front of Utah when he during the lockout year for yeah. the Grizzlies, but... Uh, but no, that was that was definitely a fun time. Uh, I never thought that would ever happen. And the people come out of the woodworks, uh, just hitting oh. you up for the most like not only tickets but just just pieces oh, of yeah. your time. Oh yeah, there's uh, my Instagram messages, Twitter DMs were out of this world. I remember waking up 
uh, I don't know if it was like a week before uh, we were coming to Salt Lake, I probably had 500 messages in my Twitter DM of people who like knew of me, maybe. Like I'd never heard of them in my life. Yeah. And they were making up these ridiculous stories like, oh, remember that that time we were at, you know, I don't even know, like Cafe Rio, and I came and said hi to you, like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, <laughs> I have no idea who you are. Like, I yeah people i i didn't even respond to i was just like i don't know like i don't even know what to say to you guys like and there's guys from high school who i like knew but weren't friends with who said that we were best friends and, right yeah it's yeah, crazy it's crazy how that happens works for sure when uh when people found out that i was planning trevor's first stanley cup party here they like again just being a really small part of something just uh doing some of the logistical support for him my facebook blew up with just random people just yeah. like wanting tickets or wanting entry to that party that night to be part of the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I, uh, I actually, that was, let me see. The first time they won it, I think I was in my AAA year in for the regulars. And that's when I had my broken leg. And I, don't, I can't remember the bar that was at. Uh, it was downtown, though. Yeah, um, it was uh, the depot. Yeah. Or the complex. Remember, the complex, complex yeah. yeah. Oh, it was the complex? Yeah. yeah. I remember I'm, I'm crutching in. It was like August August 30th or something. I don't even know the day. Uh, I'm crutching in on my <laughs> with my broken leg and coming into Louis' Stanley Cup party. Uh, uh-huh. it, was, it was something, though. So tell us about what's going on now. Where are, where are you now, and how is the season going now? Where am I now? I'm sitting on uh, my rooftop in front of a fire pit. <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't sound too bad. What's the what's the weather like there? You're in, are you in Ontario or are you up right now? No, I'm uh, I'm in LA uh, in Hermosa. That's uh, that's where I live right now. And but no, the season's going pretty well. Um, obviously, the Kings are yeah. hurting for guys. Uh, a lot of injuries. Quick went out with a knee injury. Our backup goalie Jack Campbell went out with a knee injury. Uh you know, Louie got injured. Yeah. Uh, lot, lots of injuries going on for L.A., and uh, they're battling, needless to say. And But, no, I'm not, uh, to answer your question, no, I'm not up right now. Uh, I'm with Ontario. Uh, um, no, our, our season, though, is going so-so. It's how How's your season going, though? It's uh, uh, you got to make that well, transition, right? You were in college last year. Now you're in the pros. How's it's a completely different game. Yeah, very, very different. Uh, no, it, it's gone good. Uh, like you said, making the transition is pretty tough, though. Uh, guys are a lot bigger, faster, stronger. Uh, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's just hockey. Just go out and do your thing. Right. Uh, just enjoying it. Uh, every day is a learning experience for sure. Uh, Did you really have to change the way that you like prepare for games or just day to day? Was it was it a lot different compared to to college, or you know, did you go through your pretty um, same routine? It's a little different. Uh, so when I was with uh, LA, um, game like we only had to drive thirty minutes or 25 minutes to Staples Center. Uh, with Ontario, we all live up uh, in the South Bay. And when we have a game at home in Ontario, Ontario is an hour away. So we have to 
leave obviously an hour earlier than we would to get there. Uh, sometimes we're, eat, we're eating pregame at you know eleven o'clock, ten ten thirty, just so we can go to our game. And pasta for breakfast isn't always ideal. <laughs> uh, but but no, it's it's like I said, it, every day is a learning learning day. You 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 see something you don't see every day. Uh, playing pro hockey, whether it be fans in the you know stands just to watch practice or uh, little kids wanting your autograph or you know or whatever it might be, uh, every day is fun and. Yeah, you're lucky to have it every day, and I think you're you're one of the guys that's worked hard and taken that road less traveled, and you you realize that and appreciate it. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's definitely a lot of work, and any kid who wants to go anywhere, it's don't just give up because you fail once or twice. It's I had many failures, and you just got to keep working. So now I, uh, I, I want to thank you for your time on this, and uh, that, that's an amazing story to listen to, and, and I'm glad we got to share it. And now I, I, we're, we've taken up most of our time, but I want to talk a little bit about Ben and to Ben, since he was kind of quiet the whole oh time. Boy. So, Daniel, I want you to think of some questions to ask Ben. Um, ben, I want to talk about, uh, so you played Utah State. Yep, for a year. So you're, you were a Brighton High kid. Yep. Played all the travel team growing up here, then Utah State for a year, and then you transferred to the U. Yep, graduated from there with sports management. Sports, so. yeah. So you, Same as Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, are you still in sports? Uh, not really. <laughs> That's all right. I Coach have a, a little. I have but. a criminology degree, and I, I'm a firefighter. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what I, I want to talk about your pregame ritual, because I wanted to make fun of Like, I brought Ben in here, and I thought we'd make fun of him for like 20 minutes, because Ben is... He's like the guy for for men's league, and I don't. I want to make fun of him, but I'm pro, I'm basically the same version. Just a, I'm an older <laughs> version. But Ben, how early do you get to the rink on a game day? Oh, probably like forty Two minutes. Hours. Do a, yeah, <laughs> go for a bike. Um, dynamic stretch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Daniel, you can you can back me up on this. Ben's one of the only guys I know. I usually he's there before the goalies, which is unheard of. Are you sure he's not there before my dad? <laughs> <laughs> Your dad scored against us last night. Ah, uh, surprised me. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're gonna have to talk more about men's league and all this fun stuff. Ben, uh, Ben gets there early enough. He gets in, sets up. He's got, you know, the rug that goes under his stall. He sets up his stall every time. He's got the, uh, he's got music pumping. It's the only men's league locker room that's got music <laughs> going in it. But uh, Ben, I, I'm 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 sad that we didn't have a ton of time to talk to you about stuff today. And I and Daniel, you can back, back me up on this one too. Have you ever seen his picture on his wall? Do you know what I'm talking about? Say it on his wall. Yeah, he has he has a full size replica of himself. Yeah, I got a oh, wait. Yeah, I got a fat head. Yeah, uh, a fat head. That's what he, <laughs> he's got a fat head. Of himself playing at the U. It's it's not on your wall. It's on your parents' wall. Yeah, parents' wall. So. But uh, it's uh, it's just one of those things. And I'm going to post that on our Facebook page that's promoting this show. So it'll be on there. You'll know what it is. I got the picture. I'm going to get chirped hard. Amani sent it to me. So I've got the, <laughs> I've got the yeah, picture. That's surprising. Gonna, I was going to ask yeah. your parents for it. That's not good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we get famous somehow. Yeah, we're, yeah. I told them. I told them I was going to make <laughs> make him famous. Well, Ben, can you do us a favor? We're going to do this show again next week. Next week, Dave is our guest, Dave Amani, who is an oh. agent for. Ton- He's a local guy, and uh, he went to Weber State. Is that right? 
Yeah. He went yeah, to Weber, Weber State, State. And then he took a different path and became a, a, a hockey agent. So next week we're gonna to talk to we're gonna to talk to Dave. Ben, will you come in next week too? Sure. Same bat time, same bat channel. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna do the same thing. Uh, we're gonna have more. Ben's just gonna come in. I want to bring in the next few weeks and uh, just keep this thing going and just we'll pump men's league a little bit. We'll talk a little bit about the youth hockey league here. We're also gonna get into talking uh, one about the cost of hockey and how p- parents are dealing with it, and two the I guess it's a little bit of a controversial decision in high school hockey to eliminate all uh, Tier 1 players from high school hockey. So they're, That's they're, a topic right now? Uh, well, it's happened. Utah passed oh, yeah. it. The, all AAA players are ineligible for high school hockey right now. Why is that? That's a good question. I think part of it is they say they're too good and they want the other kids to learn, but I don't think you learn by not playing with better kids. Somebody probably has a different argument to that. Uh, a little bit more of that would be some of those kids are out of state. They're recruited to come here. And I know that's a deal in Minnesota. I know that's uh, Shattuck St. Mary's was recruiting players, so they got eliminated from playing in high, in high school hockey, and it's happening to uh, Hill Murray, which is a big high school there. They've been recruiting players. They got caught, um, and they're, they're, there's talk about not letting them play in high school wow. hockey in Minnesota, which is a huge deal. I mean, they've won championships. They put guys straight from high school to the NHL. So, uh, Daniel, uh, we want to have you on the show again soon too, and we're just watching your journey and loving every minute of it, and we can't wait. We're hoping you get that call here soon, and maybe uh, right the ship when you get there. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, I'm open to coming on anytime. Okay, well, we'll have you in again for sure, and uh, if by chance you come back in town for the holidays or whatever, we'll get you in and shoot a shoot an episode. And this just uh, this just kind of happened. I'm coming to a Kings game, I'm going to a Knights game, and I'll be doing some podcast stuff from there and some live Facebook stuff from the games. So uh, look for us there. Daniel, once again, thank you so much for coming on. Good luck this season. Yeah, thanks for having me. Ben, yeah, good luck. next week. I'm in. Good luck this uh, I don't. I don't play you this week, do nope. I? Okay, then good luck this week. <laughs> and uh, that's it for us. That's, uh, that's hockey for us. Uh, we'll see you at the Grizzlies game this Friday night. Uh, We did that hockey. Uh, This is the Utah Puck Report. We're out.